This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Jordana Levine, and you're listening to the Inspired Table Podcast. Each week, you'll be led down an inspired path of curiosity as I chat to some of my favorite soul-centered folk about the things that inspire me daily in the hope that some of that juicy inspiration will rub off on you. So pour yourself your favorite cuppa and take a seat at my table. I promise you'll leave happier, healthier, and bursting with inspiration. Introverts are my latest party talking point, mostly because when I first discovered that I was one, it opened my eyes up to so many parts of myself that I had ignored, disregarded and suppressed, but also because the more I spoke about it with my peers, the more I realised just how misinterpreted the definition of introvert and in turn extrovert was. Hence the reason for this episode. Catherine McKenzie-Smith is a life and business coach who works specifically with introverts, helping them find their own way to shine. If you know you're an introvert and you're looking for some juicy and practical information to help navigate in the world, if you're really not sure where you fall on the introvert-extrovert spectrum, or if you're just keen to be part of the latest party talking point, then sit back and relax because this episode is just what you've been looking for. Also, just quickly while I've got you, I have now been broadcasting the Inspire Table podcast for 12 weeks, which means iTunes is about to bump me off the new and noteworthy list. My next big goal is the featured list, but the only way for me to end up there is if you leave me a rating and review. It takes two seconds. You can do it straight from your iPhone or through the iTunes store on your desktop. Thanks in advance. Much love. Now here's Catherine McKenzie-Smith and I chatting all things introverts. So I guess my first introduction to, you know, the true definition of introverts was through Susan Cain's TED Talk, The Power of Introverts, which I'm sure is where a lot of people start. And, you know, from there, I read her book, Quiet, and then most recently have started listening to her podcast. And the thing that really struck a chord for me was when she spoke of introverted children. I actually um, I actually started crying the first time I heard her talking about it because it described me to a T. I always felt like I always felt a little out of step of what was expected of me as a child and I always needed my alone time to restore my energy levels and though I, you know, really enjoyed hanging out with other kids, sometimes I'd just be like, enough, 
and have to go and be on my own. And so the more I kind of heard more about introverted children and I really identified with it, the more I started seeing it sort of play out in my adult life. And I wanted to find out absolutely everything I could about it. And I started talking to a few people I know, and everybody told me to come and talk to you. So (laughs) Catherine, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do and how you came to be so heavily involved with this introvert phenomenon? That's so lovely um, that people have said that. What a lovely thing to hear. And I have to agree with you, you know, Susan Cain's work, her book and um, her TED Talk have been such a massive influence on me and and my interest in this and such a starting point for me as well. Um, So I can totally agree with you there. And for me, you know, this was a conversation that I had with a mentor of mine when I was just starting out as a coach, you know, at how there isn't really a lot of, I mean, it's becoming more popular now, but there isn't really a lot out there for introverted people. And it is still a really misunderstood, I think, and confusing Mm. concept for lots of people, um, introverts and extroverts. And at the time she sort of said, oh, that would be something really cool that you could help other introverts with. And I don't think I was ready to hear it until sort of a year later when I looked at the the common theme of the people that I was kind of attracting to my business and realized that one of the things I talked to them most about was their kind of introverted nature and their energy. And that just, as soon as I kind of put those things together, it just became, you know, so much bigger than, you know, what I'd been doing. And it meant that I could really help people to understand themselves in a way that maybe they had never realized before. Mm. Um, And now it's kind of, you know, championing these quiet souls to basically, you know, go against all the beliefs that they've had about themselves their whole lives because of, you know, being quiet kids and that being so not necessarily frowned upon, but definitely, I think, discouraged in societies such as ours Um, and really just kind of going after their, you know, their dream business or their dream, you know, project or life. And, you know, it's such a a wonderful thing to get to see. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're right. I think the biggest thing with introverts is that they can't ident- they don't identify as them because they they don't know what they are you know mm. and i think once you can start to sort of define it a little bit it's, and it all all the pieces of the puzzle seem to fall into place then you're in a better position to be able to work with it so absolutely um can you just so everybody's on the same page here can you perhaps maybe define or 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 sort of list traits or ways that people can identify with being introverted Sure. And I definitely agree. This is something that is so um, misunderstood. You know, the number of emails that I get or comments on things that I post where people go, oh, I'm definitely not an introvert, but that really resonates with me. Um, Just makes me laugh if I had a dollar for every time I read a comment or an email like that. But the reality is that, and this is where I think um, a lot of the confusion is, that the kind of original definition that Carl Jung you know, identified is that um, the really the only thing about introverts and extroverts that differs is that introverts um, gain energy and process information internally and extroverts obviously do the complete opposite. So they get their energy from being around other people um, and the world around them, whereas introverts do that from within. Um, and that's really the only kind of scientifically proven um 
definition of the difference. Um, a lot of people think that it's so black and white, but the reality is that there's a spectrum. So introvert is at one end, extrovert is at the other, and we all fall at different places on that spectrum which means that we all have a limit of how, you know, how much interaction with other people we can handle before we need to kind of spend some time alone. Um, you know, lots of people say, oh, I'm a definitely an extroverted introvert. And the reality of that is that, you know, you're probably going to be more dominant one over the other, but mm. most people are going to be a combination of both. Um, Young actually says that it's impossible to be entirely one or the other um, because you'd go crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely identify as an introvert. But whenever I say that to anybody, everybody's always like, what? No way, you're absolutely an extrovert. <laughs> I'm like, what? No, I'm absolutely not. So I guess you're right. It is, it's an internal thing that's personal to the person, right? Like it's how you need to go away and restore your energy levels in order to go back out into the world. Absolutely. I think one of the biggest misconceptions, and if you ever, and I say this all the time, but if you ever do a hashtag search on Instagram for introvert, mm. um, mostly what comes up is about hating people and, you know, being depressed and, and all of these um, misconceptions mm. about what it actually means to be introverted. Um, yeah. And, and the reality is, is that we don't dislike people. No. Um I, that just blows my mind and I'm the same, I get the same kind of, yeah, right, as if, you're, as if you are an introvert. The thing is, and I'm sure you find exactly the same, that um, it is going to depend on the number of people. So I know for me, one-on-one -on -one is where, you know, I'm at my absolute best. I love that deep connection that I can have with another person and I find that the more people that get added to a group of people, the, the quieter I become yes. um you know I think probably four is my limit and anything past that I become you know a much quieter person uh because it just is too much you know it's it's kind of the the whole thing is that there's an optimal level of stimulation and, and extroverts are always you know under stimulated and trying to rise up to that level that's optimal for them and introverts are often you know easily overstimulated um and then you've got your ambiverts who are the ones that kind of function pretty well in any environment um but you know for introverts we're trying to always lower that stimulation because it can get so quickly um too much for us and that's when we usually need to kind of run away and, and have some alone time what sort of tips do you have for people who are introverted and are looking to sort of recharge like what's the best way for them to to deal with it out in the real world in society Mm, I think the biggest thing that I find is actually being aware of what's going on. Um, I know for me before this became something that I obviously was learning so much about and, and you know, really recognizing and being aware of in myself, I would often get frustrated or cranky um, or, you know, just kind of irritated for no real reason. And so often I couldn't, you know, I was kind of going, you know, in my job or out and about, you know, what's going on here? You know, why why am I suddenly so cranky? I must be hungry. Maybe I'm hangry and yeah, that's yeah. what's going on. <laughs> and um, that seems to be the biggest identifier that I've 
found anyway that, you know, if I'm kind of getting cranky or irritable for no real reason, it probably means that something's become too much. And, Mm. you know, that might be something like it's too noisy where I am. So I need to just remove myself for a minute or the group I'm a part of is too big. And and that might just mean excusing myself for a minute to, you know, take a deep breath, uh, elsewhere, you know, where there's no one else around. And I think being aware is the biggest thing instead of just letting that uh, frustration grow or, or, you know, that kind of, yeah, I find it's frustration is the the thing that shows up in me the most or has done in the past. It's really noticing that and kind of trying to pinpoint what's going on. And then if you need to excuse yourself for a minute, um, you know, decide that it's time to go home is usually a big one. And I find kind of smoke bombing um, is, oh. you know, from a big group is, is kind of my um, the MO. Queen you know, of I, the yeah. smoke bomb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Instead of having to say goodbye to a million people and yeah. then getting talked into, you know, um, yeah, staying or suddenly an hour's past and still there. The Sometimes door. it's easy to just disappear <laughs> yeah. and explain yourself later. You know, it's yeah. just really asking yourself, what do I need in this moment? And really honoring that and not feeling bad or um, needing to make excuses about it, just really you know, knowing yourself and knowing what you need. Yeah. You know, it's funny, the example I use all the time, and it's it's one that Susan Cain used to describe introverts to people, is um, the idea of being at a party and you absolutely enjoying yourself. You've had the best time at the party, but then it hits a certain time and you've got to go home. You've got to be in bed, in your PJs, ready for bed. And it yeah. has nothing to do with the people that are there. It has nothing to do with, you know, how fun or how little fun you're having. You just need to be gone. <laughs> you just can't be there anymore. And that, that's something that I can really identify with. Yeah, I was talking to some people about this the other day because we were at a big, you know, um, event and it, it's like a, fli- a switch flicks mm. and it just goes from you're fine, you're fine, you're fine, flick and then no, nah, I'm going to get it. out of here. It's, <laughs> it's not even a, a gradual thing. It's just one minute you're fine, the next minute you just don't want to talk to anyone and you, you're ready, yeah, exactly, for PJs in bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, we've, we've kind of determined that shyness, and introverts are not necessarily going hand in hand with each other. But does a shy person always fall into that introverted camp if the introvert doesn't always fall into the shy camp, do you think? Um, I don't think so. You know, I, I'm, and I don't have anything on me to, to scientifically back that up. Be, you know, I always talk about it like being an introvert is simply one part of who you are and what makes up your personality. Um, you know, even the Myers-Briggs personality type um, indicator has four elements to it. Um, so it's not just about being introverted or extroverted. You know, in that particular case, there's feelings versus thinking and judgment versus perceiving. Um, and, and, you know, then you throw into it year of birth and star signs and, you know, life experiences and DNA and, you know, all of these aspects that make us who we are, this individual, you know, person, you know, with a personality as unique as our fingerprint is. And I think that, you know, it's just one aspect of who we are. And so there's no proof or evidence out there to prove that 
shy people are always introverted. Um, and I think I'm sure there are plenty of examples to prove that. Um, but I definitely think that that is one thing that, you know, there are a lot, as in, you know, there are a lot of introverted Pisceans. Um, apparently, you know, Pisces is a, a particularly introverted um, zodiac sign. Um, I think a lot of shy people are introverted, but I definitely don't think that there's a hard and fast rule um, that, you know, links the two together. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, and what about what about the introverted child? I mean, is the introverted child always going to turn into the introverted adult or do you think people can sort of grow out of their introvert traits? That's a really interesting question and this is um, a conversation I've had with a few people um, recently and, uh, you know, I, again, not something that I can necessarily say one way or the other. I think that you know, again, that comes down to, you know, the shyness thing, that that could be a shy element. I think that, um, you know, I was talking to someone recently who said that she'd gone from being more of a thinking person to more of a feeling person. And, you know, obviously there's, especially if you fall in the mid-range of the spectrum, I imagine that there is a chance that you could kind of shift personality types. Um, you know, it is kind of proven, I think, that, you know, in terms of the stimulus, um, you know, uh, there have been tests done on, you know, babies and then as they've grown up into adults that if you're someone who is quite sensitive to stimulation, that that never really changes. But, you know, I definitely know that being introvert, um, as opposed to being an introvert, but being introverted, you know, can change on a minute-to-minute basis that I can yeah. be more introverted in one moment than, and more extroverted in another depending on, you know, the scenario, who's around, um, how comfortable I am with those people. You know, I, I yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I, yeah, again, there's just so many factors that play into that and you might find that someone who might have been perceived as an introverted child was actually shy um, and, you know, was actually maybe an extrovert but a shy extrovert and then that's kind of changed as they've um, grown up maybe. Yeah. You know, I've been listening to, um, like I said earlier, I've been listening to Susan Cain's podcast and she talks a lot about the introverted child and how our school systems are just not set mm. up for that personality type. Um, you know, everything's done in group activities and, you know, the more questions you can answer, the more favoured you are. And, you know, I remember um, I was one of those kids who I always knew the answer, but I really mm. had to process it internally and make sure I was 100% right before I announced it to the room. Yeah. Yeah. And um, same with group activities. I would, I would much rather sit with one other child and solve a problem than have to sit in a group. And this went into uni as well, than have to do like a group project, you know, and that's kind of how the school system set up. And, you know, Susan was talking about the fact that these kids are kind of getting left behind, but they're no less academic than their extroverted counterparts. Mm. Yeah, and I think sometimes it's actually um, the opposite. You know, she has this great quote, I think, from Quiet, you know, the loudest person in the room isn't necessarily the smartest. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I remember, you know, I've got many moments that I can recall from my school years where, 
you know, that has just been proven over and over again. There's almost, I find, you know, with my clients and, you know, even some moments in myself, you know, moments of being shamed for being, or you know, ashamed or, or, or publicly shamed, you know, by teachers or other, you know, kids at school for being a quieter kid, Um you know, there was this one, I always tell this story, but there was this one time that my mum was called to the principal's office in primary school because, you know, being a kid in Australia, um, Brisbane, you know, in particular, and not being into sports was mm. like the worst thing ever. It didn't matter that, you know, I was the best speller in my grade and one of the the most academically, um, you know, intelligent kids, um, they were so worried about my lack of ball skills. And I just remember, you know, even now I'm so grateful that my mum kind of, you know, looked the principal in the eye and said, I take Catherine to the um, library every week and get out as many books as she's allowed to. Um, And, you know, I, and she reads them all and then we go to the library the next week and she does it again and you know I'm I have to say I'm not that worried about her yeah. ball skills <laughs> <laughs> but you know that is there's a there's a reality there yeah. um if you're not into sport especially I think Australia is particularly um bad at that but you know if you are a quieter kid you know and in the book there are some really quiet you know there are some really worrying stories that she tells about kids and their parents not understanding and, you know, really being kind of concerned about the social skills of their kids because they want to spend time alone and then they're worried about them being loners and, you know, so many stigmas attached to being, you know, someone who enjoys spending time alone instead of, I guess, understanding that that's really something that lots of kids need. Yeah, yeah. I know it's... um it's it's sad because like you said it's it's that mis it's that misrepresentation and i think half the time you know it's either the introverted parent that doesn't want their child to go through the same thing that they did so they're pushing them mm-hmm. or yeah. it's the extroverted parent who can't identify with their introverted child so doesn't sort yeah. of understand what's happening yeah, absolutely. Mm. So how have you found, I mean, you you work with like a lot of um, business people and entrepreneurs. How have you found they manage their introverted traits when they're trying to, you know, build a brand and build a business and do a startup? Yeah, it's interesting. And, you know, it's something that I've been through and I'm going through myself. So it's cool to be able to help them, you know, going, you know, with the the same sort of things that I've kind of worked through on my own. You know, there's a lot of stuff. One of the things I've noticed the most that I said to um a coach of mine a long time ago now, but she was sort of an extrovert and and kind of laughed at me. And you know, it was funny at the time, but I see this over and over again. Um, something that I call the introvert contradiction, where there's a fear of being seen and being, you know, put into the spotlight, mm. and then a, a kind of simultaneous and contradictory fear of not being seen at all. Yeah, uh, you know, it's it's the putting yourself out there and hoping that it's well received, you know, and the absolute devastation um, if 
you know, if no one's even paying attention or you get lost in the noise. And so I work with a lot of my clients on, you know, first understanding their introversion and making sure that they're creating a business that's totally aligned to their strengths instead of following kind of the hype of, you know, what maybe more extroverted and wonderful business owners, you know, who, who would just do it so easily, mm-hmm. um, you know, but following those tips aren't always going to be helpful for them and it's about you know really honing in on what it is that you're trying to say um, and getting really clear on that so that you can cut through the noise in a way that is about connecting with the people that you know need to hear what you have to say as opposed to being the one shouting it from the rooftops because it's just not necessarily our strength to do that yeah do you think Mm -hmm. that um you know, the introverted sort of personality type who is running their own business and kind of working in this online space like we do, it's quite well suited to them because there's a lot mm. of autonomous work. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm actually, sorry. Space. No, that's okay. I was just, I was processing it because I was like, that's me. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I'm actually running an online, a free online workshop this week about um, this exact thing because that's exactly what I realized I've Mm. never been so kind of fulfilled and happy and you know even though working for yourself can be really challenging sometimes um, the biggest thing for me is having complete control over my schedule and also with getting to choose who and how many people I interact with on a daily basis Mm. Um, which you just don't get when you work for somebody else. Um, But when it's your own, you know, your own business, you do, you get to choose, okay, I need this time to just be, you know, this week just needs to be all about, you know, some time spent alone working on, you know, some stuff um, on my own. And, you know, then you go, oh, actually I could really, you know, I really fancy seeing someone or talking to someone. And then, you know, you get complete control over that. Um, but that's something that I never even thought was possible when I was working kind of 50 plus hours a week in television, you know, surrounded by extroverts and, um, you know, feeling worn out every single day and not really knowing why. Um, yeah, until I kind of started doing this and creating my own, you know, career for myself, I've only just kind of recently realized how perfectly aligned that is for me and my personality. Yeah. And I mean, do you think that, you know, there's a certain level that you have to market yourself and promote yourself and sort of put yourself out there as authentically as possible, but you do have that kind of safety net, I guess, or bubble of being behind the screen until you choose to come out and, you know, sort of connect in real life with people? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I still find that a lot of my clients have trouble with self-promoting and, you know, know, a lot of people sort of said to me, oh, how do I, you know, share this without adding to the noise or, you know, without, you know, I really don't want to bring attention to myself and (laughs) the reality is, and this is something that I've really come to realise lately is that when you find your thing, you know, when you find, and I know that you'll probably completely understand and agree with this, when you find the thing that you can't not do, you know, that you're so passionate about, and for me it's helping introverts, you know, understand themselves and create a business that really just plays their strengths and and means that they get to do the work that just means so much to them, you can't, it becomes bigger than you. 
you know, and, you know, look at someone like Brene Brown, for example, massive introvert, um, and her work is so important and so powerful and she's so passionate about it that she'll do all the things that maybe even in her little introverted head is sometimes, you know, TED Talks and and all of that is so terrifying. She does it because she has to Mm. because her message now is so much bigger than her that, she can't not do it. And I think that at the end of the day, that is the most important thing, that when you know what you're supposed to be doing, it is so much bigger than you that your introverted personality doesn't even factor into it because you just have to do what you know needs to be done to get that message out there to the people that need to hear it. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I um, Oh, God, I can't remember where I heard it now, but I was listening to an interview with Brene Brown and she was talking about that very first TED Talk she did on vulnerability mm-hmm. and how she never watched it. Like she still yeah. has not watched it to this <laughs> yeah. day because she can't face the self-criticism yeah. that she will give herself from watching that talk, even though, you know, tens of millions of people have seen it by now. And I just yeah. thought, that, you know, that is such a testament to her in a way because that scared the bejesus out of her and she still feels uncomfortable about it but she knew that she had to do it she had to touch that many people with her with her message yeah it's really cool and it's um it's something you know I saw her in Sydney recently you know talking about that again and still you know how terrifying that whole thing was and that Mm. you know she was speaking somewhere that she's spoken for I think it was something like 20 years you know was at the university that she works at and so for her she was like oh it's 200 people it's going to be fine and um you know so used to standing up there and and giving lectures in that space um until you know she realized oh gosh it's being filmed oh gosh it's you know going to be on the main the big TED page and then you know to the complete spiral which is so classically introvert of you know that overthinking and kind of jumping all those steps ahead of oh my god we're gonna have to leave the state and move somewhere (laughs) else where no one can find me because I'm so can't believe that I did that and I just yeah so real and um and but yet yeah so much bigger than her it's really cool. Do you think that people can use their introvertedness as an excuse oh yeah I hear it all the time (laughs) yes yeah I hear it a lot and um you know I'm probably one of the biggest or first people these days to kind of call bs on that because Mm. you, you know because of someone like Brene you know um is a perfect example and Danielle Laporte and you know so many J.K. Rowling and Mark Zuckerberg and, you know, Bill Gates. There are so many incredibly successful people. That's why I started my podcast, The League of Extraordinary um, Introverts, because I want people to know that your introverted nature cannot be the thing, is not the thing stopping you from, you know, making an impact on the world. Um, The only thing that's stopping you is fear. And I've I've heard people say, oh, you know, I wanted to ask, I wanted to put my hand up and do this at you know, such and such, but I was too introverted or I really would love to speak in public, but I'm too introverted. And, you know, that to me is the whole reason why the work that I'm doing is so important because that is not an excuse. That is fear. Um, And and I really want to make sure that I'm spreading that message of, you know, you can do anything that you want to do. You just have to give it a go and you know, using that and to hide behind is is really just letting fear in and fear win the game at the end of the day. 
So how do we how do we then work with our introvert traits? Like how do we nurture those parts of us that help us identify as introverts to become extraordinary? Mm. I think it's about I mean really and this kind of goes for any any introvert or extrovert that you just need to really know yourself. Mm. And, you know, like I said earlier, ask yourself, what do I need right now? Um, I think especially kind of in the online space with social media and, you know, it's so easy to compare your journey with somebody else's uh, or for what you can see of somebody else's or it's so easy to go, oh, that person's a guru or, you know, super successful. So I have to listen to every single thing that they say and follow that to a T and that will make me successful as well. And, you know, it, you know, I've heard so many people just saying, oh, you know, no, I'm definitely not an introvert or I really need to work out how to get past this in order to, you know, be able to put myself out there and be successful. And I think really it's about you need to understand yourself. You need to know what you need. And when you kind of do that and create, you know, your life, playing to those strengths because you know being an introvert has there are also myths around it and there are challenges that come up but there are also some really incredible strengths like the fact that we have the ability to have these really deep powerful connections one-on-one with people you know that's our zone of genius for you know and obviously that's a generalization but you know um in a business sense I think it's if you can understand your introverted nature and you know, create your business around that and create a schedule. I mean, even in life, you know, making sure, okay, I really don't want to be out five nights a week. So, you know, and just kind of creating these beautiful boundaries around your needs um, and, you know, thinking about can I impact one person or create a connection with one person today instead of trying to connect with 100,000 people Mm. because that is not – you know, that is not energizing for a more introverted person. One-on-one is where, you know, we can do some really powerful work. And I think trying not to get caught up in maybe what you see online or what you see is the latest fad in, you know, getting a bazillion followers and creating a business that way um, is really not, yeah, it's not necessarily playing to our strengths. So I think you need to nurture what you need and what works best for you and, you know, all of your strengths as a, as a person, as an individual, um, instead of going, oh, that's what it means to be an introvert so I have to follow these rules or that's what everyone's doing in business to get successful so I have to follow those rules. It's kind of about making your own rules. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like you said before, you know, that introverted contradiction because um, mm. you could you can label yourself any way you like but then you're going to meet certain scenarios where you can't identify as an introvert. Like, I think I had said to you in past communication, you know, I love public speaking. I love being up on a stage in front of, you know, hundreds of people. I love it. But put Mm -hmm. me in a room full of people I don't know and I freak out, which is exactly the same thing. It's exactly the same thing. So there's no sort of like (laughs) there's no rule book to it. You just kind of got to navigate what works for you in that moment. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's funny that you say that because that actually is, um, I don't know if that's in quiet as well or if I've read that somewhere else about the fact that you'll find a lot of introverts are really excellent public speakers, 
but you know come to the mingling afterwards and yes. we're out of there yeah. it's that small talk it's that energy exchange with another with you know groups of people or, or a lot of people you know it's that room full of people thing if it was one person it would be very different yeah um and I think it's yeah it's just knowing you know I was at an event last year that I spoke at and you know I was fine when I was on stage but oh my gosh when I kind of walked down those steps and was suddenly surrounded by people I was ready to just run out of there and you know smoke bomb out of there and not yeah. um you know speak to anyone and it's just yeah, it's kind of knowing yourself, but I think that that's actually um, pretty classically oh, introverted <laughs> nature. Yeah, I was trying to throw a curveball in there, and you're yeah. like, "Nah, classic Sorry. case." <laughs> <laughs> it's funny though that small talk thing. Like I have always said, I've always said I hate small talk. I would rather not talk. I would rather be silent or dive into a deep, deep, meaningful, you know, backstory kind of conversation then sit there and talk about nothing with somebody. Yeah. 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 But that's also yeah. that's also an introverted trait. Yeah, it's and I don't know what the kind of official or scientific <sighs> reasoning is for that but I you know it's simply I guess I kind of think of it as narrow and deep you know we're kind of narrow and deep and more extroverted people are not shallow because I, I definitely don't want to bag out extroverts because I know so many incredible ones but they're able to you know span such a wide mm. distance you know they're more likely to have lots and lots of acquaintances that they can keep in touch with on a you know a kind of regular basis and are so stimulated by those conversations and that kind of kind of connection whereas we're just you know narrow and deep I would rather have like you said one-on-one conversation where we don't talk about the weather or what's going on in our lives we have these like really crazy full-on conversations um you know and just with a few people um as much yeah keeping that inner circle of of really close people who get to you know know all parts of you as opposed to kind of having this broad spectrum of people that you're kind of trying to keep in contact with on a regular basis that would just be so draining and exhausting I think for a lot of more introverted people yeah most definitely so if people are still trying to identify what camp they fall into or maybe they fall into both camps what do you think's the best way for them to figure it out have you got some have you got some tools for that or can you point them in the right direction yeah I have a there's a post on my website um called 16 signs you're an introvert and you know that a lot of people have said wow you know even just reading that it made me realize that I probably am more introverted um I usually point people in the direction of the Myers-Briggs Um, test and there's heaps of free ones online that you can do even though it's not always right um I think there's you know a lot of people that kind of fall in that middle spectrum but you know we generally are more dominantly one than the other um yeah they're the kind of because a lot of people I think just don't know they're not really aware of they just go oh you know no I'm definitely not an introvert because I like people (laughs) (laughs) it's a bit more complicated than that so usually I sort of suggest to people you know take the test and just get an idea because often you'll read the description at the end and go wow that's so me that's hilarious I can't believe I didn't realize that before Um, and then there are people who just 
you know, resonate or identify more as introverted people, even if they do test as extroverts, which is, again, just proves that, you know, there's so many things that make up our personality. Um, you know, yeah, it's really interesting. And, you know, my podcast as well, I've had this conversation with a few people who sort of say, I'm actually an extrovert, but I identify as an introvert because of this, this, and this. Um, I think it's just about being curious and exploring, you know, all the different facets of the introvert extrovert spectrum and, and kind of making your own mind up as to where you feel like you fit. Yeah, oh, I just find I just find it fascinating. I try everyone I meet now. I'm trying to categorize them, which I will stop doing. I realize that's not the way to talk to people. <laughs> that's right. I've been with my partner for uh, eight years now, and I've always thought of he, that he was an extrovert. And yeah. last year, I made him take the test, and he actually is exactly the same personality type as me, but oh, wow. he's an external processor, which is, I think, where I got confused. Um, ah. So he, he likes to talk all of his ideas out and, you know, to a point where I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I can't have this conversation again. Um, but he's actually, you know, um, identifies as a, an introvert. So, yeah, it's you can go, oh, I'm sure that person is, but that's <laughs> sometimes, you, um, yeah, it's a bit more complicated you, you than what we think. You can't always tell. So, wait, yeah. I don't know. What what do you know about um, introverts and extroverts in relationship? Oh, that's a good one. Um, the biggest thing I think is a hundred percent. I can say this, yeah, easily. It's communication mm-hmm. is the best thing that you can do in any relationship you know in a in a romantic relationship but I think also you know I've had this conversation with my mum I have a client who after working with me said to me you know I told my mum and dad all about this and it turns out you know my mum's the only extrovert in our family and you know used to feel offended when we were all kind of quietly reading and and not paying attention to her and thought she'd done something (laughs) wrong and you know now she realizes that she's an extrovert and we're introverts and that that's okay and you know with my partner it's been again both of us understanding that about each other um, and ourselves you know has given us the ability to openly say hey I'm going to be in here I'm going to be you know I'm going to shut the door I'm going to put headphones on because I just need some quiet time and it's not Um, a reflection on you Oh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, going out in public, he used to always get really quiet. And I'd be like, I don't understand. You know, <laughs> we have these amazing conversations. And as soon as you're out with me, you don't want to talk. Whereas for me, that's something I, I'm okay with, especially one on one. But for him, you know, that's where his introverted um, nature comes out more. Yeah. Um, and as we've both learnt more about that, um, and me just talking about it all the time mostly, you know, it's really made a difference in our relationship because we understand each other that much better just by talking about it and, you know, and yeah, being um, open about it, you know, sometimes you have to compromise in relationships and, and more so if you're an introvert and your partner's an extrovert or vice versa, because you're looking for completely different things a lot of the time. And that can be really frustrating. Um, but yeah, sometimes it's just about communicating. This is what I need in this moment, and um, coming to some kind of compromise with each other. Yeah, and like you said, I think that's sage advice for any relationship about anything. Mm, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Communication is key. Yeah. Um, beautiful. So, if people want to find out more about you and the work that you do, where can they find you? So, my website is katherinemackenziesmith.com. Um, and if 
yeah, if anyone heads over there, I've got a introverts community, a free community you can join. I host webly, uh, sorry, monthly um, online masterclasses and uh, that are also free. And yeah, uh, I've got all sorts of kind of articles, my podcast over there as well. Ah uh, yes, so I will I will put links to all of that um, in the show notes. But let's talk a little bit about your podcast because I think it's fantastic. So it's called The League of Extraordinary Introverts. Yes. Yeah, and you interview extraordinary yeah. introverts. Yeah, basically. <laughs> oh, yeah. Them. yeah. The idea came from um, yeah. Some I think a client said to me, you know, oh, how can I possibly stand out? You know, when there's so many amazing you know, people out in the world who are kind of so comfortable putting themselves out there and, you know, shouting their message from the rooftops. And it sort of made me realize that being introverted isn't something that's necessarily celebrated in a lot of Western societies. Mm. Um, there are obviously cultures, I think, that are more introverted, but, you know, especially in the US and in Australia in particular, they're not really, it's not really something that's often celebrated. And I really wanted to show you know, to people and, and to my clients that, you know, there are some really extraordinary people out there doing incredible things and never hiding behind, you know, the fact that they may be more introverted or less comfortable sharing, uh, you know, parts of themselves with the world and they're finding a way to do it on their own terms. And yeah, so that's kind of the Every every time I every episode I chat to someone who you know was doing something really incredible and you know talk to them about how they've navigated that being a more introverted person. Yeah, beautiful. And I think I think the more that people who are introverted can see and hear all the amazing things that other introverts are doing, the more they sort of have ammo to you know believe in themselves and their own capabilities. Because I think that you can feel you know, and an, another part of this is you can feel quite alone because you don't mm -hmm. understand why you are the kind of person who needs to retreat and. Yeah. you know take that time when nobody else around you is doing that absolutely it can be really lonely and yet like you said especially if you don't understand um and I think as well you know if you are the kind of person that processes internally and you know that can lead to a lot of overthinking and overwhelm and you know so often we can talk ourselves out of things before we've even had a chance to let those things live in the world you know or even be in the world um you know I know for myself I can talk myself out of something you know 50 steps before it actually even sees yeah. the light of day and that can be so disheartening you know to have really great ideas but talking yourself out of them before giving them a chance and I just yeah hope that it inspires people who have got those kind of thoughts in their head to go, hang on a sec, I just need to give this a go and see what it leads to. And, you know, failure is not a bad thing. It's just part of the journey. Oh, I love that. That's a really beautiful place to finish as well. Um, thank you so much for joining me, Catherine. That was, that was fantastic. And I hope that everybody kind of is able to relate to any, if not all of the things that we discussed today. Thank you so much for having me, Jordana. It's been absolutely amazing. Oh, you're so welcome. If you liked this week's episode, head on over to the blog for all the show notes, theinspiredtable.com.au. And if you're looking for a little bit of inspiration before next week's episode, come and find me on Instagram at The Inspired Table or over on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash The Inspired Table. Until next week's episode, I'm Jordana Levine wishing you an inspirational week.
catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 